zine in town. A glass of wine, a cup of coffee, and if you're like me, a glass of smoothie. With signals served on Lagos Talks 91.3 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Your mind will dream again. Have you been disconnected because you didn't link your national identification number to your MTN number? Don't worry. If you already have your NIN, here are five ways to reconnect. One, dial star 785 hash. Two, text your national identification number NIN to 785. Three, chat with Ziggy on WhatsApp number plus 234-9003-000001. Four, visit my MTN NG app. Or five, visit www.mtn.ng. If you don't have a national identification number, just walk into any MTN store or NIMSI center near you or visit the MTN website to book an appointment. What are we doing today? The signals on 91.3 Lagos Talks. My name is Adewomi Ushudi, and this morning we'll go straight to signals business or so we'll pitch seller businesses in 30 seconds. The numbers to call is 009 a signals business where we pitch, sell our businesses in 30 seconds. Your name, your location, what do you sell, what's unique, what's special about your product, your service, and how can we reach you. The numbers to call is 0809-234-5913-0809-191-393-0809-222-0913. Your name, your location, what do you sell, what's unique or special about your product, your service, and how can we reach you? 0151-5191. because you didn't link your national identification number to your MTN number? Don't worry. If you already have your NIN, here are five ways to reconnect. 1. Dial star 785 hash. 2. Text your national identification number NIN to 785. 3. Chat with Ziggy on WhatsApp number plus 234-9003-000001. 4. Visit my MTN NG app. Or 5. Visit www.mtn.ng If you don't have a national identification number, just walk into any MTN store or NIMSI center near you or visit the MTN website to book an appointment. What are we doing today? Welcome back to Signals on IT1.3, Lagos Stocks. Your name, your location, what do you sell, what's special about your product, your service, and how can we reach you? The numbers to call is 0809-191-391-391. 
0151510913 your name your location what do you sell what's unique what's special about your product your service come and sell your market too <laughs> and how can we reach you 0151510913 it signals business where we pitch where we sell our unique products and service in 30 seconds the number to call is 0151519131. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, mommy. Good morning. Good morning. Your name or where are you calling us from? My name is. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. My name is Michael. I'm calling from somewhere in the Molly Estate. Okay, so what are we selling this morning? Okay, um, we are selling dogs. No, 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 don't do that. I'm sorry. Let's let's do this quickly, quickly. Okay, um, we're basically into dogs. Um, We buy, we sell, we trade, and um, we do fumigation as well, and everything dogs, basically. Mm. And what's unique about about our business is the fact that um, we provide that um, companionship and and safety for people who care to have um, dogs around them. And it's so um, enlightening and um, encouraging to have dogs around you. Mm. So if you need a dog, <laughs> or you have dogs that need care, we are good to go um, personal to call. So you can reach us on um, 080-69-00-3761. Thank you. I- <laughs> no, it's once. The number to call is 0151 or 0159 or call us 0092345913. It signals business, so we pitch. We have like three to four minutes to go, so please make use of the time. Make use of the time 0809 or 0809 0913 your name your location what do you sell <laughs> what's unique about your business and how can we reach you and if you want to sell on behalf of someone please do 009 0913 your name your location what do you sell what's special about your product your service and and how can we reach you your whatsapp line is fine 009 come and sell your market <laughs> 0151510913 your name your location what did you sell was unique was special about your product and how can we reach you your whatsapp line is fine Today
The signals business or repeat and sell our businesses in 30 seconds. Your name, your location. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Your name, where are you calling us from? Yeah, this is Mr. Chukuta calling from Korod. Okay, what are you saying? So, the company, yes, went to construction, CJ Construction Services. So, we do, we are majorly based on building maintenance, maintaining old buildings. If you want to remodel buildings or repair, that is our area of our specialization. So how can we but presently, presently we are, we are making discount on any, anybody that comes within this period, because you know that rainy season comes with so many building uh, issues. So we are making discount on any and we have paid our paid in Facebook page is the construction services. So anyone can reach us via the page, you can send messages via the page. WhatsApp line, your WhatsApp services. line, your WhatsApp line is zero seven zero six five one five one six six zero. Thank you. The signals business will repeat and sell our businesses in thirty seconds. Your name, your location, what do you sell? I have three more minutes to go. Um, zero zero nine two three four five nine one three or zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero one five one five one nine one three zero one five one five zero nine one three. It signals business or we sell our businesses or we sell our markets in thirty seconds. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's special about your product, your service? And how can we reach you? Your WhatsApp line numbers to call is zero one five one five one nine one three zero one five one five zero nine one three zero zero nine two three four five nine one three zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three. Your name, your location, what do you sell? What's special about your product, your service? And how can we reach you? Your WhatsApp line is fine. Zero zero nine two three four five nine one three. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? Yes, I'm from our coding top Pedro Road, Barita. Please reduce the volume of your radio set. And uh, um, um, and into cake making, but metals and heart making as well. My WhatsApp number is 081340. Please do call us back. Hello, good morning. Hello. Zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three zero eight zero nine triple two zero nine one three zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Please call us back. Hello. Hello. Anybody home? A signals business or we pitch and sell our businesses in 30 seconds. Call us 0151519913. Hello. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Where are you calling us from? 
I'm calling from Barita. Um, we are into laptop sell, buy, and repair. So probably someone wants to sell his laptop that he, he does not want to use. Of. So my WhatsApp number is zero eight zero two seven three four two one one four. Okay. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your My name is Mazu. You're calling from Town. What are you selling to us this morning? Yeah. I am a professional plumber, and I will have I have over t- over twenty years of experience in plumbing. So we are good hand in plumbing. So anyone that has any plumbing work, maintenance work, water treatment, can kindly contact us. Your number, please. Zero seven zero three six zero one eight four two five. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your name or where are you calling us from? My name is Frank. Calling you from Lagos, Ikeja. What are you selling? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm into office furniture. I do uh, office interiors and exteriors. My my office is located at number sixty four Tony Street. So my phone number, my WhatsApp and phone number is zero eight zero six one one zero four nine five eight. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Hello, good morning. Your name or where you calling us from? Hello. I can hear you. Hello, good morning. Okay. Um <laughs> The business segment will continue next week. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's a new cuisine in town. A glass of wine, a cup of coffee, and if you're like me, a glass of smoothie. With signals served on Lagos Talks 91.3 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Your mind will dream again. Signals on 91.3 Lagos Talks. This morning we'll go straight to. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> this morning took a different one. We'll so we'll talk about um, the security challenges, but we'll postpone that till next week. There's someone that I'd been meaning to interview for a long time, and I finally got hold of. Um, so his, his interest um, in life is about exploring possibilities at the intersection of creativity, business, and human progress. 
is fascinated by ideas, culture, books, entrepreneurship, technology, society, humor, humanity, beauty, art, and future. It's plenty. It's done copywriting, concept development, and creative strategy for notable brands. It's traveled to different beautiful places. And in his spare time, he likes reading and sharing original ideas. Um, his interest in global tolerance led him to create a movement in cultural diplomacy. And when he's not enjoying jokes and, and when he's not enjoying jokes and he's, he's busy fiddling with his phone and plotting a prank <laughs> or daydreaming about owning a dog and then I had someone calling who sells a dog. Um, his last employment was um, as a creative director at a full-service advertising agency in Lagos, Nigeria and is also a writer. So he's a creative entrepreneur, writer and cultural enthusiast. I have with me um, Chris Ogunlowo. Welcome to Signals. Hope you can hear me. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. It's nice to be here with you. Yes, please. So we're talking, um, <laughs> we took a, a different turn this morning. And um, when the election era, right, everybody is trying to do something for their, um, for their political parties. People are trying to do different things. For their, um, for their, is it is Peter Obi or is um, Atiku or is Ashiwaju, and how can creatives? Um, and that's my first question to you this morning. How can creatives make use of this election period so that they don't look like a sellout to other parties? <laughs> okay, so I didn't expect a political question. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. Well, yeah. So, but I guess there are different ways to look at it. Um, creatives as service providers can, of course, help, you know, take part in this uh, democratic tradition. Either they help campaign, you know, process in terms of helping uh, the uh, candidates or politicians, as it were, put their messages together and try and help them to connect to their audience in different ways. So if it's a creative that is into using words to do that, then they would look for things like, you know, slogans or using the right kind of words, put them together either through radio or TV commercials. So creative can come and play, you know, their role in that regard. And also in terms of helping, uh, I suppose, candidate in itself mm. to tailor their message in a very articulate way <laughs> whether, whether in terms of visuals or trying to evoke a certain kind of responses from people i think it's a good time for creatives in every sense of course they play the behind the scene roles so you don't get to see them every time but you see them you know you see their work yeah yeah services in form of visuals in forms of music in form of all of this whole creative component that goes into uh election campaign yes okay they say culture is strategy for breakfast do you agree um it's not a it's not a yes or no answer <laughs> i think it's kind of it depends on the context really i i i've I'd rather say that there should be a balance between that. I don't think culture, you know, consumes everything at once. There has to be, there has to be some kind, some level, some degree of strategy in everything, so that it doesn't become one-sided. Yes. So it's not a yes or no answer, but depending on the context, I can then lean it to whether it's a yes 
of a 90 degree or a no of a 20 degree. Yes. Okay. Um, while reading your profile, I saw cultural diplomacy, and that's why I asked the culture is strategy for breakfast. What's cultural <laughs> diplomacy? It's, it's new for me. So, like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to take. I should take any kind of credit for that, um, for the word or something. I. I but what I know was, um, I would say cultural diplomacy is really a way to use culture to bridge gaps between people and and cultures generally the i came to this because of the of an experience i had when i was somewhere in the in asia and i found that without you know the typical way of having political discourse you know countries meeting you know you have ambassadors and all of those things they that is a way we can deepen culture in a way that allows us to understand people who are different from us and then ultimately we can move you know ourselves or humanity forward in general so it's my vague you know definition of what culture diplomacy really is just a way to use um, culture as a vehicle to bridge gaps and allow uh, understanding at individual and even at general level the creative space has quite some time some challenges and some of them be limited to trends and being also very careful about topics how do you manage this the creative space is large right and sometimes we're neither here nor there how do we balance as creatives and creatives can be (laughs) very broad yeah so it's very broad so um but maybe if you're speaking in commercial sense so creatives being People who, not necessarily in the um, cultural sense, like people who create for TV, who create film and you know make music and all of those, or perhaps in general sense. Mm. Well, the creative environment has always, always been a little bit. Um, it's a kind of tedious place because you have people who are creating from nothing, and if you are creating from nothing, you. You, there's a degree of subjectivity to what you are creating or to who is consuming what you what you are creating. And again, in a world where people have got to be careful in terms of what you put out there, you don't want to hurt some sensibilities, whether cultural sensibility or religious sensibilities or political sensibilities. So a creative, it, it then suggests that a creative have a degree of responsibility in what they do, no matter how far you want to go in terms of your message or you know your creation. You want to also be mindful of some of the, I mean, the context in which you are expressing yourself. So if we, if we are looking at, uh, say, for instance, you know, uh, Nigeria as it is right now, mm-hmm. where, I mean, it's a political season. Mm-hmm. And on the back of that, we have some, we always have our religious, <laughs> uh, you know, dramas somewhere. So if a creative is going to take advantage of that to pass a message, whether it's a commercial message, whether it's a non-commercial message, you also want to make sure that you are respectful of some of these things. But it doesn't actually mean that you're respectful by compromising on your creative work. It's just that you are resp- you know, respectful to the degree which in trying to pass your message across, you, you, you don't want to seem uh, intolerant or insensitive. Yes. What fascinates you about the creativity in Nigeria? Because you talked about 
we having to create from nothing right what fascinates mm -hmm. you about about our creativity <laughs> and i'm asking <laughs> this and um, the korodu boys come to mind for me we're creating from nothing and they were trying to we'll create so to take for example the korodu boys for some reason they watch movies they create their own space <laughs> and it's almost like a replica of the movie absolutely i mean they the the those guys are quite fascinating to be honest yeah. and in terms of how to create from nothing i mean it's just a way of saying who knew that you could you could find shall i say joy or you know from people who just recreate existing you know uh, forms or stories which is what those young guys do so they just basically surprise us by recreating some of these things so it's really a way of saying how come nobody did that before now perhaps somebody has been doing that in other places or the, somebody has been doing it in nigeria and we never knew it. but the way these guys have been doing it at the scale in which they've been able to do it is without words you know very very impressive so yeah it's a it's a very good example of having to create from nothing and creating something of beauty and relevant and they delight us we don't pay them for this they just yeah. create content <laughs> and then and then everybody's sharing and then they have global rep and 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 that so but in general terms the nigerian creative space again we're talking broadly yeah. um it's an exciting space on the on the one hand in terms of music we see what the big boys are doing in the, in the music industry we see what's happening with afrobeat these guys have literally taken over everywhere and and we have on the content creator side you know massive massive storytelling happening there people you know i personally somehow for whatever reason i don't know i just tend to really follow <laughs> um food content creators on instagram for, i just need to see i just like to see those uh, beautiful meals that i cannot eat but i just see them and then <laughs> but it's fascinating how you know they grow followership with these things you know running into thousands and thousands and the way they put it together in very compelling very beautiful very you know good to the eye way that just make you want to just you know so it's 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 part of the whole uh, landscape of what we are doing as creatives you know in every in every sense and then of course the movie industry as well which is which has always been the poster child for our uh, ability to tell compelling stories and everything so yeah in general the ecosystem is vibrant it's fun it's part of um what we enjoy as being Nigerian, regardless of whatever reality we have on ground. Yeah. Okay, so as a, your last employment, you were a creative director at the Full Service Advertising Agency. Uh, share with us some of the <laughs> share with us some of the stories that your team comes up with and you have to run with. Anyone challenging? Wait, what do you mean challenging? Any challenging job that. Oh. <laughs> that came to mind for you that comes to mind for you that you had to execute <laughs> well um we're gonna have to go through all of them it's gonna require a whole day uh, let's <laughs> pick one pick one or two <laughs> yeah i'm really trying to scan one that i think might be interesting okay yeah i i know there's a particular one where so um if you don't mind i wouldn't have to mention the no, brand no, name. no no not at all right so the, the there's a telecommunication brand that i worked you know, on, and this was during the World Cup, the last World Cup, and we were meant to come up with a TV campaign, 
to position the brand as a big supporter of uh, African football. I mean, I'm sure even in mentioning it, you might be able to <laughs> have an idea of the, of the brand. And what then happened was, so I was leading a team of creatives and we were meant to come up with, you know, with different TV commercials that the clients would eventually approve and then we can go into production and then it will be published eventually. Well, what I, what I didn't see coming, even though I know it's part of being, you know, it's part of the game as being a creative director, the back and forth, the rejection and approval and corrections and tweaks and stuff, this was on a very high level. So I said to people that I cannot estimate the amount of scripts we had to, you know, um, propose to the client, but I wouldn't be too far off if I said we wrote more than 80. 80. And, and that is just me trying to be a little bit conservative because we were going back and forth, you know. I mean, it's just part of the game in advertising. Go back and forth. We want this. We like this. We don't like this. And what I realized was that my team was completely tired. So, and as being the team lead, you don't want to also seem like you're not giving them, you know, you're Oops. not inspiring them. You're yeah. not. It's not your own excuse to claim that you're tired and then you give up. So at some point I had to, you know, these are people who are working long hours, late night. So and I remember that at some point I told them, okay, guys, you have to hold up on this. Let me just be in charge of this myself. So I started doing the scripting and back and forth, just updating the team anyway. And we went to present. Eventually the client, if it was, it was the kind of script that I didn't expect the client to approve, but I just took the risk to include it on. <laughs> and to my surprise, it was the preferred uh, script. script. And it wasn't even the type that there were going to be corrections on it. It was just the moment I presented it to the client, I mean, to the team on the client side. They just okayed it right away. Went to present to the people who are going to have the final approval. And next thing, we're shooting, you know, outside of the country. And then it became a really interesting commercial. And yeah, so that was was partly challenging. I mean, it was very challenging. But I think the 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 fact that I suppose my team had the last laugh was, uh, <laughs> was a good experience. Now, um, having shared this with us, what do you think is the problem with clients? Not, not problem, really. With clients that they can't get to accept new ideas. It has to be something they are familiar and comfortable with. Like that challenge with creatives and clients. They design something for them and they're like, no, we don't want this. I am wondering what exactly. And for most clients, sometimes they really can't explain that this is what they want, but they know what they want. So how do you, and you're speaking to a lot more people who are who would also find themselves in this gap where, where clients are saying they don't want this. But they're like, so what exactly do you want? And then they cannot communicate what they want, but they know what they want. Mm. Well, I mean that's that's just the reality of the of the creative life. You, it's it's the situation. There's really nothing. But what I what I say to people is, it's better not to try to see whether you want to correct. You can correct clients or you can change them. It's mm. part of the game. What you want to do is um, train yourself to know how to be on the client side in terms of like mentally being in there, you know, literally being in their shoes to really see things from their eyes so that when you are in that position, you would have an understanding of how subjective they are. So for creative people, there is always that clash between 
you know, the brilliance that you think you have, like even if it's just as something as simple as designing a logo for a client, oh, I'm a, I sell this product and I need a design, a logo, whatever. So the creative tends to respond to that from a place of, oh, I am this brilliant, intelligent person that can create that to you, you know, and then what then happened is the reality then comes where you are dealing with someone who might not even understand the level of your intelligence, of your brilliance, who just feels that I'm trying to use your service to create what I have in mind. So there's that there's that tension between the subjective way that the client is looking at things and your own objective way of looking at your brilliance. So what I feel is there has to be the creative on the one hand has to be a, a trained, a highly emotionally intelligent person who has to sometimes hold on on your brilliance and be in the shoes of your client, look at things from their point of view. And if you have an understanding from there, you can engage them at that level. And you can, of course, also draw out some, you know, have your plan of action in terms of this is what I'm going to do. If it's going to be a logo that I'm going to design for you, I would, um, these are the these are the boundaries in which we are going to work. You tell me your color choice or your what kind of thing. Even if you have any logo out there, any that anyone has done elsewhere that you've seen as reference, could you share it so it gives you an understanding? So these are like part of the journey that I think if a creative put that in place, it's my. It doesn't necessarily mean that it guarantees that there won't be tension between the, the creative and the client. It just means that it can be reduced drastically because you are, you are literally seeing yourself as a partner and you're going through that journey. Now, it's a difficult thing for most creative because temperamentally, yeah. creative don't want to feel like they are subjected to some kind of someone, you know, giving them orders or, to, you know, rule, you know, do this, don't do that or rejection. I want it. I don't like that. It's a difficult thing, which is why I, deli- I, I do advocate that creative go into learn to be business minded on the one hand, really truly just being like a client once in a while and also learn to be you know, uh, diplomatic in their engagement. And for clients, what I would say is that my experience has shown me that you're really good. You're really as good as you are lucky if you have like uh, uh, a, a client that reasons with you, you know, at a level, I've got great, great clients who, you know, they push you in a way that speaks to my service as a creative, like at a very high level. If you think you're coming with level on a scale of one to 10, if you propose something that you think is your level five, you could have a client that will actually push you and say, oh, I, I want more. And for me, that's music to my ears. It's something that just makes me want to do more. But if you have a client who, even if you come at level five of whatever you're proposing, they are beating it down, making it so you end up having like a level two idea. You go out and what is being published is something that you're not proud of. That is, those are the fears that creatives have. Creatives really do want clients that will push them further, like really do great stuff. But to have a, a client who has that ability, who understands the how to elevate in quotes, elevate creative work, it's such a blessing, you know, and I do have that kind of experience. So in general, I would say that uh, the client creative dynamic is a difficult one, but I would say it's important for both sides to to be on, you know, on the show of the other side so that it can be a drastic reduction in that tension. And ultimately, both parties can can have a great work that is being published. Okay, then. The Signals on 91.3, Lagos Talks. We're talking creatives with Chris Ogunlowa. Um, what's up, us or call us? 0809-234-5913. 
Is there a cost to creatives? As they say, um, okay, so after I've designed, after I've done the best work, how much do I charge? That's another question for a lot of creatives. How much should they charge for their work? Hmm. Well, I suppose your question relates to what is the value of creative work? Yes, please. Right. Um, it, so, I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of subjective because what you're selling is is not like tangible. You're not selling bread, something that you see, something that is physical. Most of them is usually something that you experience. I've, absolutely. They're intangible. So a whole lot of factors can come into that. It depends on, on the one hand, it would depend on um, the market, the kind of uh, market you are going into or you are selling to, or if you have designed some kind of product. So I'll give an example. Let's say the example you gave, the the, the Kurudu boys, yes. for instance. If the Kurudu boys decide to say, we want we want to sell you know, our creativity, the question would be, how do they value that? So if they create content for you, what is their you know, uh, rate card? How do they determine their rate card? Some of them, some of it would be a bit of just trying to start with any figure and see what people will say about it and say, oh, this is too expensive because you have uh, these millions or how many thousand followers on Instagram and you've created this content for me and you're charging me this much. It's, it's a lot. I could have been spending half of this on radio mm. or TV. Mm. So there's a, there's a bit of juggling that has to happen before the, the creative people have to then say, okay, it seems to us that after trial and error and stuff, this is the price we should be using. So it, it's not easy to quickly come to a price. But because whoever designed anything for you today, the price you're giving this social media uh, uh, content creator will be different from what the other person is charging. And of course, there's also the, the reputation that the, the, the creative has, which can also come into and say, I'm going to charge a premium price. Not because you can get this same value from the next guy, but my reputation, the kind of image or, you know, that I will now bring to your service because of the fact that people would say it is done by this notable person, that should also command a price. So it's 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 a whole lot of those things that can come into determining how creative people can put a price on their product. Okay, so Chris, let's do something. You are the client, yes. right? And then you meet a creative and, and you're looking, what would be the metric for, metric for you to um, pay someone for a job? Well, I know we're talking broad in broad terms. Yeah. That has to if it's if it's very clear, like if I'm a client, it depends on what I'm looking for. And it depends on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh so a whole lot of that comes into that. It's not very easy. Just like I said, I keep repeating the fact that in the creative business it's really a juggle around subjective, you know, matters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's not that easy. Well, just like I said, your reputation can come into it. If I'm a, if I'm a client, if I'm going to engage, um, let me look for lack of a better example. If I need, let's say we use a small business provider, like um, maybe like events uh, let's, let's, manager. Let's look, let's look at somebody who is selling shoes and you want to create and, and you want something for them. You want them to create an experience for you, right? And you want somebody to come and say, okay, influence people to get more people to buy my shoes. Oh, okay, I'm talking to creative to yeah. help me. So I'm the shoemaker, right? Yes, please. 
okay, and I need a creative to help me sell my creative awareness for my product. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. So number one will be to see that the person has uh, the kind of audience that I want. So if I'm obviously if I'm selling shoes, let's say I'm selling shoes to females and of a certain type of, you know, uh, age range, say, for instance, you know, young people, very Gen Z kind of people. <laughs> and and I want to talk to them. So whoever I mean, the creative I'm going to engage has to be someone that I'm sure can connect with that audience. So. Before we go into pricing, I want to be sure I will have to do some due diligence to be sure that I'm talking to the right person. So what kind of audience does this person attract that audience? Does he have that audience in terms of whether it's social media, eyeballs? And if that is clear, then I can then engage the person and say, I want to sell shoes to this audience and I want to use your platform or help me create content to, to connect to these people. Then um, I also need to be sure of the person's reputation. So the fact that you are you have followership doesn't actually mean you might command the kind of value that I want. So I want to be clear on that as well. And ultimately I want to be sure that you can, the price you, you, you call for is the one I can afford. So those are the things I will be thinking about as a client and say, okay, what is the, does this person have the attention of the audience I'm trying to talk to? Does this person have reputation? Does this person what is the quality of the content that this person creates that I feel can add value or can speak to what I'm trying to achieve? So all of this whole thing will come into my motivation for engaging the person. Okay. A major challenge for business owners is conversion. After I've paid for the creatives, um, I'm expecting that conversion rate should be high. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a another ball game entirely. I've paid this person. I'm expecting that. Okay, fine. Um, they have influenced my product, but I'm still expecting conversion, and I've not seen. That's mm, yeah. Yeah. So, tell us about that, and what should clients expect? Well, I think clients should know should be reasonable in their expectation. Ah, Nigeria clients. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a hard thing because I mean, especially because we are living in this digital era. Mm. where people just assume that i mean it's like for every normal i mean for every business person there are so many moving parts to your business yeah. you know there's a huge value chain to your business so there is no guarantee that you can say that there's no guarantee that by by just creating advertising or create content mm. will solve your business problem it's just it's just one aspect of a huge you know um, ecosystem of things. So the conversion thing, and I suppose you're speaking digital digitally. Yeah. What I found is that it's, it can be a little bit dodgy because if I create a content for you and I use my metric to tell you that I created this content and you wanted to target maybe. 100,000 eyeballs or clicks, you wanted to get 100,000 clicks. And I actually guarantee you that 100,000 people click this uh, piece of communication that I created for you. And then you're saying, okay, 100,000, and I'm not. Lo- I'm looking at my bottom line. It doesn't seem to be affecting at all. my bottom line. Right. In which case, it's, it's, it depends. You can't necessarily put that burden on the on the, on the uh, content creator because the current creator's job 
on the one hand, is to help you either create awareness, is to stimulate interest in your product. It is not to enter people's pockets and take their money from there. Mm. It's just to create is some kind of um, yeah. It's just really to create some interest yes. in your product. Okay. Oh, this person is selling shoes. Look at this great shoe, and I have created create awareness. Oh, this has this has happened. If you buy this shoe, or you can buy it and get this kind of thing. What if the kind of creator might need to know that you are running a discount campaign, which can which okay, if you help. put that if you include that in the in the piece of communication, might also guarantee a level of you know conversion the possibility that people can say okay great shoe we have seen this shoe on this person's platform we like this shoe and then oh it's not that expensive or maybe typically it's expensive but with with this discount now i might be able to you know buy this and the person that the content creator cannot determine that 100 people who saw the campaign 10 percent or 10 of Mm. them would buy no the person is only going to create a high level of awareness that is the person's job that can then determine you know guarantee a degree of you know getting people to then buy the product so it's a i think it's a 50, i don't want to 50. use the word i know we're on here i, I think 50, it's a misnomer in a way for for clients to pressure creative people on sales conversion it's such a difficulty but again it does not mean that you can't do that you can't it's not i mean content don't ensure that they don't guarantee that it's just that you've got to look at a, like a 360 arm of your of your product you can create the best you can find the best content creators and they will create the great the greatest content what if you don't have a good product to back that content hmm. so you can you can you can't really guarantee that you can use good advertising to sell a bad product so, and to say whether the product is bad or good is not the function of creative creator, uh, the content creator. It's really the function of the business owner. So, you know, I, I hope I'm able to tell you the dynamics that play out in 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 that regard. So you can, it's too much. It's it's unfortunately the problem that creatives have to contend with because somehow they are seen as miracle makers. You know, like you come and do this and then all of a sudden i'm going to be i'm going to take over the world with the product no i'm not i I, if i if i if i if i review if i audit your product am i so sure that the product itself is inherently good to to that people we want to buy you know so yeah okay um (laughs) away from that is you're fascinated by ideas how frequently do you get ideas that guide your own creativity Sorry, could you repeat that? You are fascinated by ideas. Yes. You love ideas. How frequently do you get ideas that guide your creativity? Um, well, ideas are everywhere. Um, personally, for me, I just uh, I just try to, I have an I, I would say I have an attitude of like, you know, being a sponge. I'm always looking for what other people are doing. I'm always looking for things around me in culture. What are people saying? What is the pulse of the society? And of course, I do read a lot. So try and use that to constantly stimulate my mind. So until the time where I need to then, I might now need to use some of these things that I have in my head to tell brand stories for people in any kind of way. So ideas work like that. There are ideas around us. I, I personally don't 
limit myself by what I'm familiar with. So I'm always trying to look for new things. So like, even if you say Nigeria right now in terms of politics, if you said, you know, there's a candidate that doesn't seem to look like he has the structures to win the election, but he seems to have a huge followership. My sense, my instinct just goes into, oh, okay, whether I have, I know I'm part of the people who believe he will win or he was not going to win, but why is this such a phenomenon? So I go into understanding that, which is a way of just discovering the idea behind that uh, phenomenon. So that's how it works. And that is just even just politics. So and that kind of go, you can go into pharmaceuticals. I can take that into, you know, uh, military, some things that are not like everyday thing that I'm, you know, interested in. So, yeah, I, for, and I think it's not peculiar to me. It's just how creative people really work. It's not peculiar. That's how their mind just goes looking for things behind and being fascinated by all of this whole thing so yeah okay um someone asked me a question that i've talked about clients and what they should expect what should content creators expect from clients to <laughs> what should content creators expect from, from clients, clients to... well I'm, I'm of the side i'm on the side that you have to know yourself within before you go out so to say so what should content uh, creators what content creators should expect from clients should actually start from content creators should be should know themselves very well so you you've got to know your craft you've got to know your game very well what you should expect from clients is when you have been able to demonstrate your level of uh, your craft at a very high level then you should expect clients to appreciate you at that level. So there is a there is a work there's that work that has to be done internally first before we go outside and start expecting stuff from people. So do your own do do your own work first, do your due diligence. And it just so happened that when you when you create high level content, it tends to attract high level clients. I, I don't know if I can I can explain that in a scientific sense, but it seems to me that that is a formula that works. So if you do good work. It's like seeing the guys, the photographers, some of the best photographers in Lagos or in general in Nigeria, tend to actually attract the best, you know, client, high-paying client as well. So who would have their own demand in different ways. So content creators should expect that client will look for quality creators, for quality content. And therefore, it then means that content creators should be those people that would attract those kind of clients that want uh, that level of service. Okay, Astro's been on strike for a while, and um, we're hoping that the powers that be get them back into school. What do you think they should be doing in the meantime? What do you think? What should, should who? What should Asu send yeah. students back home? What should they do in the meantime? I, I think I have that. Somebody just sent that to me here. That Asu has been on strike. What do you think I should be doing with my time as a creative? Oh, as a creative, yeah. what should you be doing? Well. I'm hoping that the person that asked the question probably have, you know, resources around that you can still play with. You can use the time to master. I mean, you never get to become fully, you know, full mastery of what you're doing. So you keep learning. You keep trying to understand it. And maybe what I would say is uh, as creatives, this goes back to one of the questions you asked about, you know, business and how to put a pro- uh, how to charge for services and stuff. If a young person who is at home, you know, because of the unfortunate uh, ASU situation, maybe you want to also learn how to, you want to learn the business side of your game. So if you're a photographer, if you're a content creator on social media, it might, you, you 
the temptation is to stay on that lane. Just keep creating and hoping that somebody will call you or knock your door or slide into your DM. Try and use the opportunity to train yourself into the business side of things. Learn P&L, learn finance, learn all. And fortunately, we are living in a world where you can always get this thing on the internet. Go on YouTube, see how you can create products around your services, how you can bundle stuff, how you can charge, how you can, how you can, you know, contact, connect with a potential client. So all of these things, I think, might be a good way of using your time until whenever the, the doors of the schools are open again. Okay. You write. Um, why do you write? Um, well, people have different ways of expressing themselves. It just so happened that writing is my own. And right, I, I just, I, I think it's perhaps because I, I have the need to share stuff. I, I do spend a lot of time contemplating things and living in my head. And sometimes I want to put that out in the world. Sometimes it's just putting it out and I'm not sharing it openly. So, I mean, I just put it somewhere in my, in my draft, but I just need to, you know, express myself one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I suppose, the reason I write. And there are fascinating things around that one can talk about. Um, I'm currently not in the country, so, and I see interesting things around me. So, and I put them, you know, write them, you know, jot them and, and maybe hope one day I can even share them with the world. So, yeah. So what then would that, be a good story for you when somebody sends you a story? When you read, a good, when you read a good story, yeah. what are the things that stand out for you? Um. Well, I want to be sure that the person, I mean, the, what I'm writing, I mean, what I'm reading rather is, is the person has been able to do justice to the theme or the topic they are addressing whatever the story is whatever theme you are trying to uh, write about if it's fiction for instance i I just read a beautiful story recently you know that uh, uh, chimama diche wrote it's a short story i I suppose she's written it a while back but i didn't i just stumbled on it recently and it was such a compelling story that i could relate to it so in terms of the language, the way she, you know, the, the right kind of language, the kind of emotion that she evoked with words and the dialogue and everything that happened in that story was so interesting. So when I'm reading, I'm mindful, I'm sensitive of, I'm, you know, is this person using the right kind of language? Is this person doing justice to this story well? And then is the story able to captivate my attention, you know, captivate me in a way that I can remember, I mean, I'm freely mentioning this story that I just read like recently. And I mean, like maybe two or three weeks ago. And that is just because the story was was that um, captivating. So I'm just looking forward to someone who has the craft and who has something worth sharing. And it's been shared in a very compelling way. Okay, we have a WhatsApp message, but I know that you're not in the country. So it says, hello, good morning. I'd like to get your guest contact number. The guy that creates commercial video content. So I hope that when you come back, you can allow us to give out your details. If you have questions or comments, call us 009-191-3913. Uh, huh, or 009-222-0913. Or what's up with 009-234-5913. I have one final question before we wrap up. Um, yes, you've traveled to different beautiful places. I haven't looked at all the countries you've been to, what's the difference between... I know there's a huge difference, but tell me one difference that you see um, that's different from home. 
which is Nigeria? Um, <laughs> that sounds like a trick question. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, I mean, I know those kind of questions tend to make people want to go into condemning Nigeria no, or stuff. No, we're not asking you to condemn. Just tell us what's the difference. Okay, I would say on the one hand, I every time I go out, I tend to see how much uh, we are how social we are really that we don't really talk about like the sense of community that we have in nigeria that seems to be different from the sense of individuality that other places tend to have again it might be also limited to the kind of countries i've been to so i wouldn't speak generally um you know how we talk about i mean in lagos for instance you always know someone that you that knows someone that knows someone that can help you with things and when there can be a bit of struggle when you find yourself in cultures where things are very very individualistic where you're on your own no matter how you want to think you want to google stuff whatever but niger i see that sense of community that communal feel in in things so which is something that i think i always i'm i always remember but it's some it's not something that i think people would know if you are in niger because that is just your home is your comfort zone you have to be outside to then get a sense of okay wait a minute this thing is not here. Oh, and I had it freely at home. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I know I'm always aware of that. Yeah. Um, is there any other thing now? I also feel that um, Nigeria also, sorry? My time is up, but quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that should just be it, really. In so, feeling. yeah, go on. Okay, then. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for joining us on the program. <laughs> Signals will continue next week. Um, as we always see on signals, create opportunities for people. I'm staring at Kyle Day. <laughs> create opportunities for people, and because people will be people, keep crazy and have a wonderful week. And God bless. Thank you, Chris, for joining us on the program. And everyone wants to connect, but there's only one station that lets you join the conversation. Lagos Talks 91.3. Let's get talking. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Now you can join the conversation on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and all available podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. Catch up with all the incredible moments on Lagos Talks 91.3 FM when you visit our YouTube channel. 
you get to see all the action from the hot topics of the dish. Be recognized as illegitimate business where they are allowed to. To Adu and the Guru. Vice President of Nigeria is nothing but a spare tire. And the people's perspective. Because it seems like for some reason he's hell bent on it's just bandits. And, and even get heated.